0: episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Shapoli, News Director
1: at APPA. This episode features an episode of Public Power Conversations with APPA's President and CEO, Joy Ditto. Joy speaks with Srinivasa Benigala, Deputy General Manager for the Navajo Tribal Utility Authority, about Light Up Navajo, a joint effort between APPA and the Navajo Tribal Utility Authority to extend electricity to Navajo homes. For that, Let's hear the conversation between Joy and Vinny.
0: Hi, this is Joy Ditto, President and CEO of the American Public Power Association, and welcome to this episode of Public Power Conversations. Here to discuss Light Up Navajo is the Navajo Tribal Utility Authorities, or NTUA's, Srinivasa Venigala, who most of us affectionately know as Vinny. Vinny is NTUA's deputy general manager and has been instrumental in planning and executing Light Up Navajo, all the way from the beginning. He's been at NTUA for 16 years, managing several substation, transmission, and distribution projects, including a smart meter deployment project for NTUA's electric, water, and gas customers across the 27,000 square mile area of the Navajo Nation, which I think is as big are very similar to the size of West Virginia. So Vinny, welcome. And uh, please maybe first tell us a little bit about the Navajo Tribal Utility Authority.
1: Hi Jay, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, Navajo Tribal Utility Authority was created by the Navajo Nation Council in 1959, uh, primarily to provide the utility services to the Navajo people. As you know, back in 1930s and 40s, most of the rural America got electrified uh, through the Rural Electrification Act. Uh, But most of the Native American communities are left behind. Um, We still have about 14,000 families on the Navajo Nation don't have uh, electricity and about 18,000 families don't have access to water. So NTU was created primarily to bring those utility services to the families. So we started as a small water utility in Windrock, Arizona, and later on uh, we started providing electric, wastewater, natural gas, uh, solar systems, uh, and also most recently generation and communications and information services.
0: Well, uh, Venny. Vinnie- well, first of all, thank you for the work you're doing there at NTUA. Um but 14,000 families, that's an incredible amount, and I know we're going to get into talking a little bit more about Light Up Navajo, but I mean, what are the obstacles to getting electricity to the folks who want it on the Navajo Nation?
1: The main obstacles are a couple of things. The first one is obtaining rights of waste, and the second one is funding. Uh, We're on federal trust lands, so we had to go through an extensive NEPA process in obtaining archaeological and biological clearances before we can submit the packet to the Navajo Nation to obtain the rights of way uh, to extend the utility lines. Um, And the per capita income on the Navajo Nation is about $11,000. And you compare that with the rest of the United States, it's at $48,000. So... These clearances uh, cost money, they take time, and the people can't afford to pay for it. So having uh, funding from the federal government level to extend these basic utility services to the families is really, really important.
0: Well, switching gears for a second, um, I also want to just ask, uh, how has the the COVID-19 pandemic affected life on the Navajo Nation given some of those electricity obstacles and challenges and sort of where does NTUA and public power fit into um, those challenges from the, the pandemic?
1: Co- you know we got impacted very hard. Now our nation got impacted very hard. Um, the basic difference, the first defense for to protect yourself from COVID is, you know, wash your hands with water and soap. If you don't have electricity at home, if you don't have running water at home, how do you protect yourself? Staying home. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, when when COVID got hit hard, um, now a nation shut their doors. Um, as you know, you have a history of native people getting infected with virus and you know dying. So nation got shut down. Um, they closed a lot of their watering points as well. Uh, because that's where people get their water. A lot of them don't have access. Um, but, um, NTUA, uh, we didn't shut down. Um, you know, we're really grateful for our workforce. We kept our doors open. Uh, when everybody was running into the stores, uh, trying to find paper products or tissue paper, uh, we here worry about people not having access to electricity and water and you know, how do they stay home and prep themselves. Um, and when you walk into the stores in the area, uh, no water on the shelves. So we we kept open. Uh, we have our workers continue to work. We kept, most importantly, we kept our watering points open so the people can come and get water. Um, we also partnered with uh, some non-profit organizations uh, because that's the uh, year we planned for Light Up too. We had to suspend and cancel. So we partnered with non-profit organizations and delivered, you know, supplies and water to those families who don't have access to utilities. Um, public power, uh, we care about the communities that we serve. Uh, we keep lights on, we keep the water flowing, so, you know, our communities can enjoy, they can stay home and have the comfort of their home.
0: And, and that's... That's really powerful what you said, too, about water, because um, I know that for many of the folks on the nation, they, as you said, I think you said 18,000 families still don't have running water, and they go in their trucks and get these huge bins of water, right? But if you don't have the NTUA providing that service and also the electricity to pump the water and, and all of the all of the many intricacies around that and interdependencies, um, then you're in even – deeper trouble. Uh, so thank you to the NTUA staff, including yourself, for for coming in and for doing what you needed to do during that pandemic, uh, height of the pandemic. I know we're not completely out of it, but um, at the height of the pandemic, that's, that's amazing work. So um, kind of back to the Light Up Navajo project itself, you alluded to this already about uh, we were gearing up for for uh, Light Up Navajo two. The first one happened in 2019 as sort of a pilot project, and um, and then you know gearing up to 2020 when the pandemic hit. So we've sort of now fast forwarded to 2022, and we're we're in the middle now of Light Up Navajo three, um, which we we skipped Light Up Navajo two, but not really. Um, so I want to kind of maybe get a sense from you about. What happened in the intervening time? And then how are we doing kind of as we move into Light Up Navajo 3? So sort of what happened during uh, Light Up Navajo 2, given that we were in the middle of the pandemic, what did you all, what were you able to accomplish um, during that time in 2020 and in 2021? And then now looking forward, uh, what do we look forward to in 2022 and beyond?
1: As you know, 2019, we did the pilot project partnering with the APPA. Uh, We planned for seven weeks with five crews per week, and we had 138 volunteers participate in that from uh, 28 different communities across the country. We were able to connect 233 families in the seven-week period in 2019. In 2020, when we planned for Light Up Navajo 2, the response was tremendous. We had 179 volunteers signed up uh, from forty eight communities um ac- you know across the country uh, representing fifteen states uh, we we were hoping to connect about three hundred families in light up navajo too uh, but as you know got hit by pandemic initially we had to suspend our light up Navajo two and later got cancelled um, but we are very grateful for the funding that we received uh through the federal Case act. Uh, we were able to connect 737 families uh, between August and December of 2020. Uh, it would not have been possible uh, without Light Up 2 because most of those families, those projects were ready. We were we, we prepared those projects and they were ready to be connected during Light Up 2. Um, because they were ready, we were able to use the funding uh, through CARES Act and we connected those families. In addition, we provided... 300 families with the standalone solar units. So in 2020 itself, we were able to get about thousand, more than thousand families electricity for the first time. In addition, not only electricity and water, there's a lot of lack of infrastructure in the Navajo nation. A lot of people don't have uh, landlines. They don't have you know, cellular coverage in the area. So we were able to, you know, connect 3,100 families with the broadband connection uh, in 2020 again through the CARES Act. We provided 42 free Wi-Fi hotspots so the children can, you know, drive up to one of those Wi-Fi hotspots, stay in their car and access Internet and attend school remotely. Um, And also we connected 30 families with water for the first time. As you probably know, Indian Health Service is responsible for extending water lines to the families on the Navajo Nation. They weren't able to connect anybody but we were able to connect 30 families during that time. And in 2021, um, again, we're at the height of the pandemic. We weren't able to plan a light-up during 2021, uh, but we connected about 446 families in 2021. So in the past 14 years, we were able to connect about 7,000 families for the very first time uh, to the electric grid. Um, That's remarkable. And we still have 14,000 families to go. So I think, you know, we need to speed up this process. We need to get these families help uh, sooner than later. In 2022, we planned for Light Up Navajo 3. Initially, the response was tremendous. We planned our light up for 11 weeks with four crews per week. At one point we thought we were oversubscribed. Uh, But due to the Navajo Nation vaccine mandate, a lot of the crews dropped. I mean, I'm not trying to make a political statement, you know, vaccination is individual choice. But, you know, I want to give you a statistic. Um, Through this COVID, about, you know, one part of the Navajo population got infected with COVID, which is the highest infection rate in the country, basically. And the mortality rate on the Navajo nation is the second highest in the world. So there's a reason why... The Navajo leaders want to mandate vaccine on the Navajo Nation, but still we have about seven weeks uh, full for Light Up Navajo Three, and we hope to connect uh, about 200 families at least during the seven-week period. And you know we're in our week two, uh, so we're looking forward to you know help as many families as
0: possible. Well, Veni, why is it so important that we get? people from off the Navajo Nation to sort of help with this process? Because you all did a tremendous job, like you said, with the CARES Act funding in 2020, also with the, all the planning and the rights of way and all the sort of paperwork and, um, and also engineering analysis that needs to be done in the very remote areas that, we're, that you're connecting. Um, why is it so important that crews from all over the country come into the nation to help with this project?
1: Uh, As I said earlier, um, we had to go through extensive, you know, federal processes obtaining rights of ways, and then, you know, connect the families. Our average cost per connection is about $40,000, which is really high. And out of the $40,000, about $10,000 just for rights of ways. In addition to that, as you know, for extending these long uh, lines, you have a lot of material cost and labor and equipment costs. Since the families can't afford those line extensions, and since N2A does not have any access to the funds, you know, that's the reason why we're seeking volunteers to come help. So, which, you know, basically help, you know, extending those, you know, lines to the families. If we had to borrow money, you know, that's what probably a lot of uh, people think, why don't you go borrow money and get these families connected? Our average residential customer Uh, in 2017, paid about $635 for the entire year worth of electricity. If we had to connect the remaining 14,000 families by borrowing money from the federal government at 0% interest rate, it's going to cost about $560 million. In addition to that, those homes need to be wired. Another $100 million just to wire the homes. You cannot just extend the lines without, you know, adding the backbone infrastructure, which is transmission and substation. Another four hundred billion million for that. So you're talking about a billion dollars. You know, A billion dollars, if we borrow at 0% interest rate, you know, our electric rate needs to go from $635 to about $6,000 a year. With a per capita income of $10,800, I don't think anybody can afford uh, their high uh, energy costs. And in our general manager words, if we do that, that's a man-made natural disaster on the Navajo Nation.
0: And the crews are really helping to sort of defray some of those labor costs. Is is sort of what I understand to be a real benefit to bringing line workers in because they're they're taking some of the edge off of the kind of the per the per uh, home cost that sort of bottom line. Correct.
1: Exactly. That's correct. They defray majority of those. Construction costs, which is part of the forty thousand uh, per home connection.
0: That's great, and you know, I also I want to get in now as we kind of start to wrap up um, into sort of the real um, the feeling about all of this, and and what are what are some of the re- reactions when families get electricity for the first time? I, I want to hear about that, but I also know, Vinny, that you have a personal story to tell about electricity when you were growing up. So maybe you start off with, with your story and then give us some sense of how the families on the Navajo Nation feel when they get electricity yeah. for the first time.
1: Yeah, it's it's tears of joy. I, I grew up without electricity or running water up until my middle school. I still remember the day we got electricity to our home. That night I was turning the lights on and off, you know, just to enjoy the light during the nighttime. Uh, up until that point, I used the kerosene lanterns and candles, you know, to do my homework and reading and all that. So, which is almost the same on the Navajo Nation. Navajo Nation is not a third world country. Um, it's it's part of the United States. But people here, um, when they get electricity for the first time, they cry. That's, that's, what, that's what I mean, tears of joy. And the families are very grateful when they get electricity for the first time. Um, some families waited for all their life to see lights in their home. Some of them lost their um, elders without seeing lights in their home, uh, which is really hard and difficult. Um, A lot of times these families actually cook dinners to show their appreciation to, you know, our electric line crew and also the volunteer crew. Um, uh, I mean, you can't express the joy. And some actually put up Christmas lights when they get electricity for the first time, you know, they, they want to celebrate. And the kids now, they can have ice cream and popsicles at home. And, you know, now they can have heating, cooling, refrigeration, fresh food, you know, which which is all a luxury without electricity.
0: That's, that's so amazing. Um, and thank you for sharing your personal story as well. As you know, I was out on the Navajo Nation um, just last week and, and got to experience some of that um, joy uh, myself. And, um, and it, you know, I felt very grateful for it, just being able to be there and be just to see it. But I know that the line crews who come from uh, other parts of the country, they, they have maybe um, given electricity for new home builds, or they've helped restore power in a hurricane, or, you know, after a hurricane or something like that. But think about this, many of them have never actually electrified someone's home for the first time. Maybe someone who's middle aged or, or older who's never had it in their home. So for them, it's also a very special event, and they're very grateful to be part of it and to be able to help. So it's really kind of works. It's both ways. It's there's there's this gratitude from the Navajo people who get the electricity, but there's a lot of gratitude from the crews who come out uh, to perform this work. And I think you'll see. Maybe over time, as we continue to do this every year, maybe the same people coming back because they just love it so much um, to, to try to really help. So, um, anything else? This is my last question. Anything else, Vinny, that you haven't already talked about, or any anything that that you want to impart to our our um, our audience about this important light up Navajo project that we haven't already talked about?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them, a lot of the warranties, like you said, they don't even know that there are people living in the United States without electricity, those who want to be connected. Uh, this, this Light Up Navajo project is all about changing lives. Um, it makes a great impact on those families getting electricity for the first time. Most importantly, the children and the future generations. We have a lot of elders with the medical needs. Uh, insulin or other medical conditions. Living without, you know, electricity or running water, we even have veterans, Navajo veterans, living without, you know, electricity or running water. All of them wanted these, you know, utilities in their homes, but as I said earlier, they can't afford those line extension costs.
0: Yeah, I mean that—that's just, like you said, the the breadth of the issue seems daunting. The fact that we have this issue in the U.S. this day and age is is unacceptable, and I think we are all committed, both at NTUA, at APPA and across the electric sector. And I know there are some utilities outside of the public power world um, who are also committing their time and resources in you know, our investor-owned utility side and the and the co-op, rural electric co-op side. And I and we welcome that, you know, frankly, and so. Um, just because we the more the more people are involved and the more um, support we get, the, the faster these families can have electricity and get all of the benefits that we all enjoy from a modern society. So, Benny, thank you so much for um, being with us today. Um, all the best. You have an amazing team back there who spends a ton of time on getting this project uh, going every year, getting all of the rights away and paperwork you mentioned. Um, they are incredible as well. And um, again, thank you for the work you do. And with that, we will, we will finish up and again, appreciate everything you're doing and look forward to hearing more about Light Up Navajo as we proceed into the summer and as we go into next year.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Joy. Thank you. This, this wouldn't be possible without the partnership with the APPA and its members and those communities who wanted to volunteer and help. Uh, you know, extending these power lines, you know, to the families for the very first time. And, uh, you know, what we say here is, which is thank you in Navajo.
0: Ahehe, to you as well.